Hello, and welcome to The Consistency Project with E.C. Sinkowski. My name is Patrick Cummings, and every week I have the distinct pleasure of presenting E.C. with one of your questions on subject matters that range from nutrition to fitness to the choices we can all make to live a healthier, more functional life. By exploring both the principles at play and the tactics worth carrying out as a result, our aim is to get us thinking, to get us moving, and to get us all taking consistent action toward optimizing our well-being. Thank you so much for tuning in. How are you doing, EC? Great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Today, we're going to talk about accountability. You posted something on Instagram a few, gosh, weeks, months now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to start there. Uh, And the post was... Um, you said, how do you develop self-accountability? You make a different decision. It's that simple. And so I want to start with really high level thinking about or seeing how you think about accountability. And I imagine when you talk to people about nutrition, when you, you know, when people uh, reach out to you, when you're giving your seminars and whatnot, one of the things that I imagine you hear a lot is, yeah, I know I should be eating 800 grams uh, of vegetables and fruit every day. I know I should get to the gym four times a week. I know I should get to bed by 9.30. I just can't do it. I'm struggling to actually figure out how to do it. And probably what they're looking for is like, tell me the secret of how to do it, how to... And so um, this post was really interesting because it, and in some ways that is the secret, right? That is the simple answer. It's make a different decision. Um, But clearly for whatever reason, people struggle with this. So where do you begin either talking to people about it? Where do you begin in your own life thinking about uh, making better decisions, making more consistent decisions in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, that's that's actually where I would start in the fact that it's just so common. I mean, anytime I, you know, I offer nutrition courses, of course, in education, and people always want to know, well, what about accountability? You know, what about the accountability? How are you going to keep me accountable? People are only successful with nutrition if they have someone to be accountable to. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are some parts where I do think there is accountability necessary and good. But I also think there's another thing that we have to be worried about. And that's like always seeking this external accountability. Um, and, and really I want to caution people against the idea of wanting accountability in the long term. You know, I, I said this last time, but it's like, I love comparing nutrition to other endeavors. You know, what other thing in your life are you looking for forever accountability for? I mean, Mm building your own business. <laughs> um, being a good person is a great example. Who's holding you accountable every day to be a good person, you know? And so I think we have to think about that accountability and always looking for external accountability for nutrition is no, ultimately at some point it's going to be up to you. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Uh, the distinction between external and internal accountability. Um, and I'm not entirely sure I've ever made that distinction to my, for myself, but, but like what, what are the, I imagine there's, you know, pros and cons to, or pros to both. And, and so like, how do you start thinking about, well, where do I need, where do I want, where can I get value from external uh, accountability? And maybe what does that look like? And then how do you know when it's the right time to go, uh, okay, well, actually I need more internal accountability. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, you know, to be very clear, cause it's my profession, <laughs> uh, I think coaches and courses are great. Mm. You know, I also have a couple of, you know, a few degrees. It's like, I love education. There's, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I don't want to put that down at all. There's certainly a time you might have a specific goal. I don't know. Maybe you're doing a physique competition for the first time, you know, whatever it is, there's certainly a time to dig in more to education and have a coach for a targeted period of time for a very specific reason. Awesome. 
It's when we want that accountability forever. It's like when we already know the answer. I already know why the 800 gram challenge is so powerful. I already did it and had great success. I already did macros and had great success. And then we continue not being able to do it is where there's the problem. Because, you know, we really, again, want to develop this proficiency on our own. We shouldn't want to or need to have accountability externally forever. So I think there's an important distinction there. Yeah. Where, like, do you, um, why, why do you feel like it's so hard for folks to make that switch from external to internal whenever that time or whenever that context requires or demands of it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting when I, when I see the cycle of kind of the external wanting external accountability forever, it's like, oh, I just need another coach or I just need another book or I just need another course. Um, I actually think there's probably some other issues at play that have nothing to do with nutrition. Mm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a mental health expert, but I've been around nutrition long enough to know there's, there's a lot of kind of mental, emotional issues with it. Um, and sometimes I think they're masking as, as diet and accountability. Mm. And I, I see the, I see the long-term accountability want as a way to kind of subcontract out, you know, responsibility, you get to dissociate yourself from the process a little bit, you get to stand back and and have somebody else also be in it with you. And therefore, you, you're a little bit lack of ownership and a little bit lack of, um, I don't know, just taking taking control of the situation. Um, and just to give an example of this, I, I had a client who wanted to work with me one on one. And uh, we were doing our intro call. And they let me know, you know, they've had success with I think like seven, eight coaches. Every time they have a coach, it's great, mm. wild success. And then as soon as they don't have that accountability person, they slide and they slid dramatically in terms of weight, not five pounds, like significant. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to sign up with me. And I was, I was like, no way, yeah. <laughs> no way. Because what, what am I going to do that's so different? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I might phrase things a little bit differently, but I'm sure we all were pushing you, you towards less processed foods, right? And more exercise and more sleep, like kind of the basics. So I told that person that I don't, I don't think it's a diet thing. I think there's, you know, a psychological issue about holding yourself accountable and that really this shouldn't be tackled with macros or 800 gram challenge. This should be tackled with why do you keep having that pattern of not being able to hold yourself accountable? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's when people are in that kind of long-term pattern that it's starting to come to grips with kind of why are you in that long-term pattern versus is it more fruit or is it more veggies that I need? Right. Um, where, like, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's probably spot on for a lot of folks where in that position. And, and I don't know if you had this conversation with that individual who, uh, clearly needed a, a, a different solution or had a different problem than he thought he had, but where would that, where would you advise an individual who's, who's maybe listening and thinking, you know what, that sounds at least a little bit like me, um, mm-hmm. like how do you start to get them? How do they start to get themselves to the root causes of maybe why they're running into trouble on that accountability end or that diet end or whatever? Like, is there a place that you can point them? Are there questions that you would suggest they ask themselves? Are there exercises or practices that might that that you found uh, useful for folks in that position? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that it needs to be for the most part, I mean, there's certainly simple things that I'm going to suggest, but for the most part, you know, go to somebody who is psychologist, psychiatrist, mental health coach. I mean, there's tons of different levels of that qualification that I, that I can't really speak to, but 
yeah, I mean, I think talking with somebody who's skilled in that arena is is going to be a very valuable step. I actually took that idea of subcontracting out accountability from somebody I follow on Instagram who's a relationship coach. Mm. Nothing to do with, uh, they're talking about like dysfunctional relationships and you always hear about, you know, your relationship with food. And so it just struck me so much that like, we can kind of consider it that same way that maybe with all these nutrition coaches, we're subcontracting out accountability. And that relationship person, they just talk about boundaries and self-care and self-love. And I think it's very true with nutrition too. Like if you keep telling yourself, something that you're going to do for you and you don't do it, where is the boundary then in your life everywhere else? Right. Mm -hmm. And we can of course take this to an extreme. I mean, there's going to be days that you, yeah, you just don't get your 800 grams in, but Mm -hmm. when it's this perpetual sort of, I know what I need to do and I'm not making any progress with my goals. I think it really speaks to some kind of those sort of self-worth, self-love, self-care, all these things that, you know, you can maybe work through individually. Sure. um, Or get somebody to help you with in Mm -hmm. that sort of space. Yeah, it's interesting because on on one hand you're saying, uh, and I don't think you're wrong, but you're saying like there are po- there are places and uh, that where a coach uh, is very useful and helpful and fill in coach to course to school to whatever right the kind of education, um, and then there's a point where that's not, and then there is a but but it, but what you're saying is like make sure you figure out what the problem actually is to know what kind of co- what what kind of again quote unquote coach you actually need to solve the actual problem versus the one that maybe is easy to identify or easy to talk about, which is, I feel like I should eat more vegetables and I just can't figure out how, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, just to add on to that a little bit, like I do think there's so much crazy information in terms of nutrition that some of it is literally just education mm -hmm. or some of it is literally just like, let's try adding fruits and vegetables to the diet instead of eliminating beans. You know, I do think there are just some simple ideas that are literally, or let's just create this habit or let's do more food prep, or these are five recipes that you love that really do help a ton of people, you know? And so that's where there is a distinction that sometimes it is just a re-education or a new approach. And then sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. For folks who maybe uh, are are maybe a little bit closer to just needing accountability on the, again, nutrition, or again, it can be really anything, fitness, it can be a lot of things, um, who maybe, which is another say, like, who don't maybe need to go to a psychologist, but but are looking for some kind of accountability. Um, yeah. Where do they start to make some improvements short of getting a coach, short of uh, committing to another course or reading another book? Is it, is it, um, is it that people are just continuing to wait or rely on, let's just say motivation every single day to get this thing right. And then all of a sudden motivation disappears for three weeks and it's like, well, I don't know what just happened. Um, is that yeah. maybe at least part of or core issue that you find? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think there's, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not motivated to do this or I need the motivation. And I think that's what the external accountability is in some cases. Mm. It's, it's provides people motivation to do something. And I think something that's really important to understand is, is motivation is not reliable. I mm. mean, gosh, you cannot wait for motivation. <laughs> oh man. There's so many people that yeah. are successful that they're successful because they just showed up every day, not because they were motivated. And I think sometimes there's a belief that, yeah, we have to wait till we're motivated to do something. And unfortunately that's incorrect. We just have to get started. And I really see it as motivation comes 
especially for, I mean, gosh, for me, after I've seen results, Mm. you know, why am I so motivated to work out every day or whatever, five days a week since, you know, middle school? It's because I, you know, (laughs) because I know that I enjoy the effects of it. Right. I don't, but there's certainly not every day that I just, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get after those hundred burpees. (laughs) And so I think that's where people really should start focusing on, Uh, what to do next is it's habit change. And once you have that habit in place, you're not relying on motivation. You're not waiting for it. You're on some days you are going through the motions and other days you're motivated. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. But it's really not about waiting for this external, like I'm going to feel so great to, um, to get things going. And again, you know, love those life analogies. There's so many things in life that, you know, you just do because you have to, or, you know, there's a good result from it. Mm Mm-hmm. What about, you know, especially when we we think about really all health in general, but nutrition, fitness, stuff like that, um, there is, where do you see the value of <clears throat> understanding like the deeper reason why you're doing it? Kind of like what you just said, but like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you like the way it makes you feel. A lot of people uh, focus on yeah. diet and, and, and um, fitness because they like the way it makes them look. All these things. So these are, yeah. um, in, a lo- in a large way, like those are kind of a, sh- a short-term hack, right? If I focus on my, my six-pack, that's great because it'll probably lead me to the decisions I need to make. But the real value of, um, you know, as you know, like of eating well and moving often is uh, you know, the real value comes in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, whatever. So where, where, if, if anywhere, do you feel like people need to understand or keep in mind those maybe much broader, much longer term, harder to really like quantify easily kind of goals in this thinking about like, well, how do I start to make better decisions today? Yeah, it's hard. It's a, it's a hard sell. I mean, it's sort of like, how do you convince your kid to study for the exams, you know, and do well in school. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's that investment analogy. How do I convince people they should save for retirement? Um, I think, I think those goals are especially good early on when I think motivation is probably the lowest. Mm. It's once you start seeing results, I think then people are like, oh, I've got this habit and I can keep going. And a little bit of that, like I want to be healthy for my kids or I want to have the six pack abs kind of falls away a little bit. It's in those early stages we're having that long-term goal and the why. And it might actually be some level of external motivation or accountability being around for your grandkids or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And and that's fine. And that gets you going. Um, But ultimately, then you start seeing success from yourself. You start having that confidence. And I think some of those kind of longer-term investment analogies aren't as necessary because then you've already seen the results. Mm -hmm. What about uh, short-term? What about, what like, what can folks do? What do maybe you do short-term to... The the phrase in my head is like getting small wins, right? Getting getting yeah. small wins on the on the road to those things that we just talked about, right? The the you're healthy and fit and and moving around when you're 80. Um, what do you recommend for folks, if anything, um, it, as it relates to this idea of self accountability? Like, what can folks do to help build those better habits, to help stay consistent, to help make a better decision today and tomorrow and the next day? Anything? Yeah, for sure. Um, I love the small wins. I think the first thing is, you know, make sure they set themselves up for success. Mm. I mean, gosh, if you don't have ice cream in the house, it makes it a lot harder to eat the ice cream. (laughs) So I think that home environment is key. And this is where, 
you know, we have all these things about how to get, you know, the, the six pack abs and the physiology, right. And our health forever. And then we have the psychology of food and it comes down to so simple as like, don't keep crap in the house, right. Make your environment. So it's easy for you to win. We know that motivation won't be there. So why, why trust ourselves that we're always going to be motivated? You know, the other thing I love is, and I think I posted this other night on Instagram. It's like, I just got a small watermelon. It's like, uh, summer is here. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, if you cut that thing up right away and have it in the fridge, like you're going to reach for that just as much as you would reach for ice cream. I would anyway, cause it's yeah. so delicious and all that stuff. But if you, it's just sort of like the pineapple and the watermelon are still in their cores. I mean, it's a harder decision when you're hungry. So mm. there are some really easy things. Keep the environment clean, make it easy for you to eat healthy. I even give those tips for like, how do you help your kids eat healthy? Make it really easy that when they open the fridge, there are options that they can just start snacking on. So, so that's step one. <laughs> um, step two, it's, it's literally, you just have to start making a different decision. And I think this is kind of when you started off the conversation, it's like this magical idea about, yeah. or the magical process. And it's like, no, when it's actually time to make the different decision you do. And, and at some point you're going to be sick of your old decisions. And that's when you start making a different decision. Mm -hmm. And how do you do it? You just do like, there's a store in town where they have make delicious cookies. Guess where I don't go? <laughs> because I'm not going to put myself in that environment. You know, yeah. like don't go up the aisle where your favorite chips are. Don't buy the bag of chips that you know you can eat in one sitting. That's literally how you do it. You just have to start making it. And yeah, it is hard in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then each little win, it kind of has the snowball effect. Mm -hmm. um, so I think one of the things that, you know, that, that, I think about in that, you know, that snowball idea is, um, you start to, in a lot of ways, like you start to, to, um, trust yourself more, right. You start to trust yourself that you can make the right decision time and time and time again. Right. Um, you know, back to that idea of consistency and, and teaching yourself that you're capable of being consistent. Is that, is that gap, do you see that gap often that, that, um, that ability, and maybe that's kind of what we've been talking about is just that ability to like make yourself a promise, right? I'm going to eat 800 grams of fruit and vegetable every day. And then actually keeping that promise and the, the, the closer those two things go, the, the more, uh, the better off you're going to be, the better off you're going to feel. Does that, does that make sense? That's, it's huge. And that's all of it. And I think that's really where the coaching aspect and nutrition, it comes into play with nutrition. Um, and it's something that John Berardi of Precision Nutrition, it struck with me. I mean, I took his course, gosh, years and years ago, but it's like the thing I most remember the most. What does he start with with his nutrition clients? A multivitamin every day. Mm. Why? Does he really think that the multivitamin is going to have this drastic effect on health? No, it's the fact that they are now doing something every day and showing themselves that they can stay consistent. That's sort of some of the methodology behind the 800 gram challenge. Now, I think the 800 gram challenge is a little more difficult than a multivitamin, but it's like, I want you to see success first. I want something that you can do. And do I think it's the best thing ever in all circumstances? No, but mm -hmm. I need the win. I need the win so that I know that then I can push you a little bit harder. And it's exactly what you do with your athletes in the gym. You know, you're getting them a muscle up or getting them a pull up. You, you don't like, well, keep kipping until you get it right. <laughs> you figure out what they can do and yeah. you get them there. Yeah. If you could figure out how to get 800 grams of fruit and vegetable into a pill though, that I really feel like you, you'd be onto something. <laughs> I think you, 
Yeah, they've already tried that. They've already tried that in a lot of ways. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right, as we we wrap up here, anything else uh, maybe that I didn't ask or that's worth talking about as it relates to this this idea of self-accountability and maybe a little bit broader, the distinction between uh, self-accountability and and external accountability? Yeah, I guess I just want to say that like, you know, not everybody has to be a silo and a pillar of strength and self-accountability, right? Like, you know, I've received external motivation elsewhere. I've held myself accountable due to external forces. So, you know, I think it's it's appreciating that this is a balance and that, yeah, you're going to have highs and lows of this stuff and reaching out for help is definitely great. And then there's just times when there's this pattern that you also have to realize and be like, do I have to develop more self-accountability? And so there's definitely a balance there. Love that. All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of The Consistency Project. Until then, stay well. Hi all, EC here. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the show. Thank you as well for all the support for the five-star ratings and the reviews and for telling your friends or family about the podcast that really does help the podcast grow. And if you want to get the most recent info from me and be up to date on all of my content, the best place for that is my email list. So you can subscribe at optimizemenutrition.com slash email. I send out emails weekly-ish, <laughs> and that's also the best place to get your question in the queue for Quick Bites episodes. So again, that's optimizemenutrition.com slash email, and there's also a link in the show notes.